So seven years ago, her journey started as a mother. Uh, and it started uh, funnily so with her mom coming in and staying with her in New York in her apartment, helping her with her newborn. And uh, her husband uh, jokingly called her nanny instead of nanny. And uh, she also would pride herself in saying that I'm here to take care of my baby and that's truly my job. Uh, a few months after uh, her mom left for India, she was thrown into the world of parenting all by herself. And with those little learnings and baby steps that she took, she actually ended up writing a parenting book, which has been quite loved by new mums. And we have the author here with us today, Tanya Kuchandani. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us uh, for Meet the Mom podcast. And uh, tell us a little more about all you need to know about parenting. Thank you so much, Neha, for having me. Uh, so my journey actually has happened really organically because my primary focus was then and still continues to be healthcare. I work full time in the healthcare space. And my blog and the book and everything is more like something that happened because uh, when Rian was born, he was born in the US and I was very overwhelmed. He was unexpected and um, and I didn't have any friends who had kids. So I started writing down notes on my phone while my phone was on airplane mode while I would nurse. And it was things that I felt were helpful, but not the uh, tried pieces of wisdom that were passed down. It was literal stuff like when the diaper is leaking, go up a side. Um, and like how much how long you can store certain amounts of breast milk and the actual practical things that helped me and those uh, notes eventually became my blog and that's where my book came from so the book of course is a very rewritten uh, version of the blog and then completely done uh, from scratch for the most of it because it's anecdotal it's not really in point form um, and it's it's a really interesting read. I know a lot of people who've told me they've read it in a full in like literally a full book in one night because um, it's very light. It's easy to read, um, but it covers everything on parenting from um, feeding and weaning uh, to introducing solids to introducing siblings, uh, pets, and even like life lessons and journeys that I've learned along the way. That's that's really good because uh, I'm sure that so many of us. You get a lot of technical information and you get a lot of uh, information from doctors and other women and, you know, your mums and uh, all these old wives tales. But you really need to hear it from a mother who's going through it right now, because uh, I'm sure no wonder it's been so well received, especially by parents. Thank you. I can imagine that it's already been seven years and thinking of being a new mum must feel like really distant now. But um, share something with us, something that you wish someone told you, so the wisdom that you try to pass, pass on to other mums that you would have told yourself when you were going through it. So um, actually, seven. my son today turned seven and a half. I remember suddenly in the afternoon after school, I was like, Rian, it's the 11th, it's your half birthday. And we cuddled and we gave him a little chocolate and stuff. So uh, we definitely celebrate the, the small things. My daughter just turned five last week as well. Uh, and so I feel like it wasn't so long ago, but 
still is gone by so fast and what i remember through it all was as a new parent four times with rihanna i was in the states uh, my husband was doing a part time mba i would barely see him he graduated when rihanna was 3 months um and with kiara i'd been through ivf but again um so i had a very difficult pregnancy with a toddler on my hip and even post that i had a lot yeah. of complications she was a premature baby who would nurse around the clock this child would nurse 9 10 hours a day and that went on yeah. for the longest time and i recently wrote on my instagram as well um i did a story last week about how i started getting severe migraines because i put so much pressure on myself to make it to yeah. one that one year mark of nursing so i wouldn't supplement right. and i would feed her through the night and um yeah. i started getting severe migraines to the point where i was hospitalized when she was almost 10 months and i had to stop feeding overnight uh so you yeah. know i just feel like one of the things that's most important to take away is that new moms tend to be really overwhelmed and the yeah. focus totally shifts when the baby is born from the mom to the baby and everyone who's visiting you and checking on you is asking about the child but the mom gets left behind and that can be a very isolating experience um it's so funny because just today someone passed a comment about how uh, motherhood can't be difficult uh and like and basically denying that she's an exhausted mother and i replied saying you know it's okay to say that you're tired um uh, but moms kind of feel like it's not okay or that you're saying you don't love your child when you yeah. admit that you're overwhelmed or you're exhausted and that's one of the reasons we don't give each other the sympathy and the pats on the back that at that point you need um it really helps to hear from other moms that they're going through the same thing uh and not like the filtered overglossed version but the actual truth of it and i feel like that's something that we really need to focus on as women as uh mothers and as people who've been through this together you're so right tanya you will not believe it every mom who has come on this chat has said the same thing that i i was so hard on myself and i wish someone told me that it's all right it's really okay for mothers to also get tired and to say that i need a little time off i need some time out that doesn't mean that you don't love your child absolutely so that's it. we need to say it more for more people to know that it's all right and women also really need to get out and start supporting each other it's time absolutely it's time. more than time, time. <laughs> more than time i couldn't have said it better so you you really shared so many things you've been through as a mother and still um uh you have two two kids who are so close to each other like the age gap isn't much i'm sure it must be a riot at home how are you managing uh school from home so by the way in addition to two kids i have three puppies uh so my <laughs> dog mom too how do you absolutely do so for me i was a dog mom long before i was a human mom uh, yeah. i had coco whose picture is literally right behind me here passed away oh. a couple of years ago but i had him in new york before i even met my husband so i was living alone and my family had never had pets growing up and i've al- always wanted one and i was like okay i'm in um i was in colombia doing my masters and i was like this is it this is time i'm like in my last semester i'm doing this and i remember even then like i had sent my dad a thesis on why i wanted um a pet <laughs> like please say yes <laughs> and you know you're wow. living on your own and i'd done all the research on how to travel and how to train and everything and so yeah so um and so coco passed away two years ago he would have been 12 this year uh, tizzy is 6 uh, my parents puppy lives in this building and is always with me who's 10 and i have a little pup who's going to be a year next month 
That is so cute. So tell us a little, before we get into school, tell us uh, children and uh, pets together. I'm sure it's a beautiful equation at home. Uh, how do you teach them to take responsibility? Are they taking it on their own? I'm sure your children must have just grown up to be uh, dog lovers. Yes, so my kids have always been around them. So there isn't much I have to teach except by doing. They yeah. see me doing it. They see me training and they'll bring, bring treats and they'll start. My daughter is obsessed. So the puppy we have last year is actually seriously spoiled. And currently I have a trainer. I've not had needed a trainer for any of the other three. But with him, I have a trainer coming because this pup has gotten so spoiled. Um, he came in the void of Coco and uh, and got, has yeah. received so much love and attention yeah. that like he, the boss of the yeah. house so now we're trying yeah. to fix that yeah. a little bit because we literally can't leave him alone um you know because he's gotten so used to that attention but my house is a ride at any given time like today i had to say i was like i cannot just i'm doing i'm doing this recording i cannot just mute myself uh so you know i had to give everyone fair warning and then make sure that yeah. my son and for a play date um yeah. my daughter went and it, it's her friend and he said but how can i be without kiara for so many hours so when i finish my homework can i go so we've actually finished his classes finished his homework and the car has come back and the staff has come back to take him as well so that they can be together because their obsession is one another that is so nice especially now with rocky coming up so tell us a little bit about their relationship and also about sibling rivalry if there is any mm-hmm. So, you know, I, um, my son is someone as a child who's very shy, very reserved and needs a lot of attention. So even now I feel when there are times when he's not gotten one-on-one time with me, he gets edgy, he gets cranky, he acts out. So like I have to make sure that I do things with him one-on-one, even if if I'm like, Yara, draw for a bit, Bhaiya and I are playing a board game and that's enough to give him that recharge that he needs. Um, But I've worked with him. So like I said, I went through IVF. Um, I went to IVF in the States. So I was traveling alone with him to the States. I did one trip with my husband. I did one trip with my mom. And then I stayed back because I had um, issues with the pregnancy. And I had to continue progesterone for a really long time and the injections and stuff. Uh, Rian has seen me through all of that. He's held my hand in appointments. He's held my hand through the injections. And so with everything, he knew what was happening. And this was a two-year role. And then I went into preterm labor. Um, I was hospitalized four times. I was in the hospital for over a month. Then I was at home on a hospital bed, not able to walk, not even able to like help myself to the bathroom. And and through all that, I was like, I have a two-year-old at home. Um, You know, so every time I was hospitalized, yeah, and my mom was traveling. I remember when I got admitted and I was in this panic because I'm like, I don't want my husband to be with me. I want him to be with my baby. And at the same time, we don't know when I'm going to have to deliver. So it was a very scary situation at the time. Yeah. And my son was just so incredible and resilient. And I think we don't give it kids enough credit uh, with the yeah. things that they cope with. But I found yeah. that through everything, even at that age of two, communication has been the key of our entire relationship. So I, I'm not someone who sugarcoats things I don't sit down and I've never done baby talk I've always spoken to him like he gets it and that's literally how he's gotten it I've told him that okay there's a baby coming we'll watch YouTube videos of what to expect I set up the room in the nursery in the bassinet and stuff early so that he had that idea I've taken him for ultrasounds I've taken him with me of course this is pre-covid life so things were a little bit simpler Um, but he's actually been through the entire thing with me and so he had a very real idea 
of what to expect what even to expect. when the child came and i told him i said yeah. mama's going to be nursing mama's going to be feeding um the baby's going to need a lot of attention and even at those points i would put kiara in a sling and i always feel like my elder one has taken more of my attention because of his personality he's a child who needs yeah. it my yeah. daughter gets that attention from him so early i would feel really guilty that you know yeah. i get more time with him i don't get it with her yeah. she's kind of just along um yeah. but i realized that she gets all that love and attention from him in addition to getting it from us so i've That's always cool. like i would read to him while i would nurse her i would take her for every class and birthday party in a sling and i literally have nursed her all over bombay uh, and all <laughs> over new york and on every flight yeah. in between <laughs> ियल for the arrival of the next one so i think absolutely eases them into it and is less likely to be more tantrums and more, more of sibling rivalry to deal with i think you're just making your life also way easier and actually not really seen sibling rivalry between my kids once in a yeah. while there'll be like a tussle over like today she was he was moving her postits that she had stuck somewhere and so she whined and, and she's one yeah. of those very dramatic kids who whined at the drop <laughs> of her hat so that was going on and i was like okay fix it yourself but it's it's little things like that it's not really for attention i feel like a big part of that is kiara also and her nature she's the type who's happy to do whatever we're doing or she's happy to be on her own um and yeah. rian's very adapting to her and he's a very very doting brother that's so good i think you still have a little piece at home then with the two really handling the situation well so Absolutely. you know what happens So a couple of weeks ago, they were both sleeping in my bed, and we had guests uh, who had come over and, and hadn't come over yet. They were coming over, and Friday nights we do a pajama party. So I try to keep myself free, but that time I was like, we couldn't move this dinner, but I moved it to home. Uh, so I tucked yeah. them in, watched them movie. We chilled in my yeah. bed, and then our friends came, and we came out. And just before they came, uh, Kiara started acting up, and they were both like just like fighting over the blanket and crabby and tired. And so I. picked her up and said kiara i'm going to put you in your room and make you sleep there um if you don't listen because you're not going to be so uh, throwing mm. a fit for absolutely nothing it's not going to be entertained and rian started crying oh, like how God. can you punish my sister how can you not keep her with me how can you not you know so that's literally the oh, relationship that's adorable yeah that's adorable you really are a lucky mom because i hear so many of my friends who have two kids and they're constantly fighting and they really oh, don't God. know what to do and they're looking for help as to how to tackle this sibling rivalry that you're lucky start at a young you, age yeah yeah i think so i think so i think you just started when you the uh, younger one was in the womb so he was already yeah. all set absolutely and prepared prepared to understand that i may have to share the space with somebody and get them excited about it really it's yes you know, for sure get them you know, dolls let them i mean even if it's a boy like my son loved pink yeah. and he played with dolls so the transition was so yeah. easy for him that he's always exactly. been able to entertain her exactly exactly i think they should learn to play together more now because of the pandemic they're all stuck at home at least they have each other 
So really and frankly, fun. once they can play together and you don't have to be in the middle of that, like it's a new lease on life for you as a parent, I must say. I can, <laughs> I don't know what that's like because I have one, like I'm a single uh, child parent and so okay. with one child, you constantly have to be at it and they, you can't even tell them, just go play, be on yeah. your own. They're always around you. So I don't know what it's like and I'm so jealous. <laughs> Get a puppy. <laughs> I really want to. I really want to. I would actually love to get a pet and also have her take some responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, it makes them responsible and learn to share. Being Absolutely. the only child at home, you get all the attention. It's time they learn to share. So moving on. So tell me about uh, school. Uh, Tanya, are you looking forward to sending your kids to school? Oh my god, I cannot wait. I'm going to celebrate. Like I will be ready to have a party and I'm someone who has introverted and has barely met anyone in the last two years. Uh, I met the same four so friends on repeat. Uh, and that also we didn't meet anyone for nine months. But I can't tell you how excited I will be when schools open just because I love having my kids around and for sure I will miss them and I will I and I like being able to check in on them and my office is next door. Um, I haven't been to my office since the pandemic started. March 12th was the last day I've entered my office since the, since the kids wow. started. And it's literally next door, but just because being around them and being around school, I enjoy that as well. But I no. really think that it's impossible for a parent to be expected to be a teacher as well. You're juggling mm -hmm. those roles um, and it's not easy. It's not easy having them listen to you and play with you. And then at the same time being like, okay, now I need to be stern and make sure that you do your handwriting the right way. And I mean, just right now we've done, make sure that your letters are the same size and make sure that your formation and then I'm erasing uh, and getting frustrated at the same time. So it's a lot mm -hmm. to expect out of the parents. And then of yeah. course, so many of us are working from home. So we're trying to get um, time for calls that's not interrupted which is just it's impossible it is it is absolutely and I, especially when you have two kids you have to sit in on both their classes yeah. how do you do and that? that's just what we're going through as moms you know i mean the kids yeah. are getting glued to the screen my son is on the screen from 7 50 until like three every day uh, and he's absolutely. seven it's crazy and even after they have assignments they have yeah exactly constantly in front of the laptop, I don't know how healthy that is. And it, it is becoming really challenging because, uh, like you said, uh, you also have work, you have calls, and you also have that many hours. Those are the productive hours. And you're expected to say, and not every parent, like you said, can be a teacher. You can be a great yeah. parent, but you may not be a good teacher. And sometimes children don't even take parents seriously mm -hmm. for them. And these are the formative years. If they're going to miss out on this, then you know that that uh, train is just going to leave so, so last yeah. year uh, i needed to sit with both kids because of the ages that they were at yeah. this year yeah. fortunately both schools have said that now my son's in the second grade my daughter's in upper kg they want them to be a little bit more independent so we have yeah. to log them in and leave them but we have to log them into the point where like with Rian, i'm logging him in every 20 25 minutes so he's doing it himself i just have to make sure that it's done on time yeah, uh, so yeah, so I feel like the best way to do it is like with uh, last year, I had to have my husband be around. So I was like the morning when I'm sitting with him, uh, I'm sitting with one child, you're sitting with the other. And frankly, my house is tiny. So if you're sitting yeah. where I'm sitting, I can look into the kids room. I can also hear everything that's happening. Exactly. So I have one of them on headphones. If I close the door, yeah. the internet goes. 
um if i get a call in the morning i don't have space to take it really often i'm standing outside the main door even in the bathroom with my husband's uh still home at that time and also getting ready so or like i go to the uh-huh. gym in the morning and i do a lot of my calls between uh 9:15 and 10 and i spend 45 minutes just driving around and finishing calls which yeah. by the way now is not allowed um i got a ticket yeah. last week for using my headphones while driving uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. Which is a new law, yeah. So that's a, a new thing that cropped up. But that's the only way I get space if he's home at that time. If he's stepping out, then I'm yeah. like, okay, I have to be home uh, to yeah. to manage this, and then I can't keep any calls until like until at least one of them is done from school. I think yeah, that struggle is re- real. When I was also working from home, it was such a challenge because my daughter had her classes, my husband had his office, I had my office, and then. like where does everybody go yeah. we don't have that many desks in the house for everybody nobody expected to work from home for so long yeah so it True. was a huge challenge and everybody was constantly like getting pissed off that you're too loud and yeah. tackling all of that and the energy so desk we've actually like so my son's room became their shared room which is now also their study and i've added a study table i've taken out the bed and i'm using a yeah. sofa cum bed i they were bumping their heads on the wall so just last week we had like a um a headboard installed so there's a headboard and this sofa bed that comes out because it's such a struggle for space yes. and then i'm constantly yeah. adding shelves and things for more books yeah. uh, more books yeah. and more like art supplies and school supplies and something or the other that they need so it's we're constantly trying to yeah it keeps expanding yeah. actually keep taking our staff to donate um yes. that's just the only yeah. way to to exist in like a space Always like this yeah yeah and also to be seen i mean you you feel that your life is getting cluttered people you know i have you. piles there's a pile behind me like right next to me of clothes that i have to shoot with i have a shoot on friday there's a pile in front of me of stuff that i have to unbox and by pile i mean it's it's like three fourths to the ceiling um of things that i have to unbox and i haven't gotten to yet and by the way i cleared this pile on monday there's another pile in that corner of stuff for the bazaar hour that i have to send out there's a pile in the opposite corner for the stuff for the bazaar on the 29 and this is i have a bit of an ocd so i'm getting an getting a panic attack <laughs> So today, a really close friend of mine. We are supposed to do dinner. Uh, they had like a dinner on Saturday, and we're still not comfortable going. So we told yeah. them we'll meet them one on one, and we're not gonna actually yeah. come for like the birthday. And yeah. I reminded Akshay this morning. I said, by the way, we have dinner tonight, and he goes, yeah. "Can you move it anywhere but here? Like anywhere? <laughs> like how? How we possibly? Where are we gonna serve the food?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, my it's dining table has stacks of paper from school, um, because she finishes yeah. and then she's ready printing for her next out. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep all of it because they're constantly drawing, and she cut. She loves to sit and cut paper, so I keep the stacks because I'm like, don't use fresh paper. Just scribble on this. Yeah, or reuse yeah. your worksheet. Yes, yes. The only only way to exist. I agree with you. So those are like really fun stories, and really we can go on. I'm sure you have tons of those because we have Absolutely. been doing from the past one year. So there's lots that we have to share, and everybody needs a friend. You can talk yes. to about. And everybody stuff. needs schools to open at this point. Yeah, I think so. I think all moms are going to go out and celebrate the day schools open. Absolutely. I saw this really cool meme of uh, moms coming back with a drink, and the husband asked them. 
uh, did you, I thought you went out for back to school shopping. And she said, yeah, for myself. Like, I <laughs> now. I deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, speaking of uh, deserving good things, Tanya, I recently saw really cool stories of you traveling to, this, to New York, I think, with your children. So, tell us about traveling during this time with kids and what did you do? How did you manage everything? What was it like? So, you know, New York is actually home for me. Um, I've lived there for 10 years. I have an apartment which weirdly got sold the month before we went. And I was very, very emotional about it. Um, and I didn't yeah. know I would be going, by the way. Uh, I wanted to because my brother, I haven't seen in, in almost two years. He's at that point, I hadn't seen in a year and a half. Um, and he's in the process of getting his green card. So he's not able to leave the country because uh, he might get stuck here. And then with everything, if he gets stuck yeah. here, he works full time. He has a job. We don't want him to have. These are issues. And then at the same time, so my son is American. My daughter is not because the preterm. Well, he was living there when, uh, I, when yeah. he was born. Yeah. And yeah. with her, I just it just wasn't worth the time off from work and, and the stress of going alone there and delivering a child. Uh, though yeah. I hate that one child has an American passport and the other one doesn't. But yeah. so for a while, my brother kept saying, come to New York. And I was like, how do you want me to come to New York? We're in a lockdown. And then when th things eased up, he was like, okay, come to New York. And randomly in Jan, I was like, maybe something will happen. And I'm like, oh my God, my visa was expiring. I realized my 10-year anniversary was in March. And I said, I renew. I got a B1, B2 then. But I was on an, I, I've been on an H1 after that. I've been on an H4. I've been on like a student visa. So yeah. I'm like, in the last 10 years, I haven't really tracked uh, what yeah. was going on. But I had an old visitor visa that weirdly expired yeah. in Jan. And I was yeah. sitting in Alibaba chatting with friends. And in the middle of the conversation, I was like, oh, my God, I dropped everything. I looked up like I have all my documents on my phone. And I was like, this yeah. visa is done. Um, and so I put in for renewal. And they said, okay, the earliest appointment you're getting is in, is November because COVID times, that's the speed the council is working on. Um, we tried different travel agents. Someone told me, oh, so-and-so I know lucked out. Someone else said that. We did everything we could to put in an application. And like the earliest we got was July. Uh, school start back in June. So I said, okay, it's not happening. Yeah. And then yeah. mid-April, I think like around April 8th or 10th, I randomly got an appointment for like the 25th of April. So I said, okay, one week from then. Yeah, so I was like, one week from then, I'm booking it. And my mom was in the US. My mom had been in the US from Feb. Um, and mm -hmm. she was like, okay, but if I like book as soon as you come or make them miss school, I was like, I need to calculate at least a week from the visa date yeah. to get the thing in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, the kids had theirs. My husband said, there's no way I can take time off work right now. He's uh, shooting a TV series with a hot star. Um, he's producing so he was like there my shoots are going yeah. on he was anyway he'd yeah. been traveling from jan to march we hadn't seen him at all and um and i was like that's it you're busy and the kids have holidays and i haven't seen sean i'm taking them and going and yeah. until i was on that flight Neha, you won't believe literally sure. i wasn't sure if it would happen because yeah. my visa i gave it for the documents were done i gave it but it didn't come back um the count in between that that's the Second wave had gotten really bad, so suddenly the consulate closed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I put. So we were trying whatever we could, calling whoever we knew. Everyone was like, "But well, the consulate is closed. We don't know if it'll come." 
um and then the flight i was trying to book a flight and it was really last minute it was within 10 days but flight flight prices were absurd it was all over the yeah. place and every day i checked and refresh it was getting more and more expensive um and mm-hmm. at some point i was like oh my god like i i wanted to fly united it's direct then i was like i'll yeah. fly delta i'll fly this i'll go via here there i look remember looking at some 30 hour flight in spite of going alone with the kids and then uh yeah. some travel agent told me by the way there's a a uh, an air bio bubble and you cannot fly via anywhere you have to fly india us non stop so again there were only two flights that i could take uh and they were both crazy expensive and at some point i was like you know what if i the more i delay the worse it's getting so i booked yeah um but so i had the flight and i had like no visa and i was flying out on a saturday and thursday night um i think thursday night or friday morning the us announced this ban so i i'm sitting and ev- like every friend of mine within like a 15 minutes span at 1 in the morning sent me that article <laughs> And, and like only my close friends knew that I was even planning to go, and I was like, "Firstly, I have no visa. Then there's a ban. Uh, we were supposed to fly Saturday night, and it said the ban is effective Tuesday." And then a friend of mine told me, "By the way, Rian is a U.S. citizen, so even if there is a ban, you're exempt." So, so I had that yeah. in my mind, but we were like, yeah. "Should we do the COVID test? Should we not do the COVID test? Are we going? Yeah. Are we not?" And uh, Friday evening, I got my visa in hand, and I flew out Saturday. Wow. That's so I, so literally I didn't have time to pack because I was like I'm not packing and getting the kids hopes up the puppies will be sulking everyone will be low if it doesn't happen um so I yeah. packed within that 24 hour period my mom was like bring as little as you can we'll buy whatever you need here and frankly this age is not like the kids need me to carry food or anything it's just yeah, their basic clothes Um, yeah. and we, she was like, we'll wash and we'll wear, carry like five pairs of clothes, bring empty bags. I know you're gonna shop, so the usual stuff. <laughs> so I literally packed within that like twelve uh, hour, like that less than twenty four hour window, and um, I, so I didn't have time to panic about my kids and the process. Uh, but when yeah. the visa came through, there Friday, was and, yeah, busy. there was all this stuff that like, okay, I'm not really gonna go. And yeah. even when we were boarding the flight. um they announced like we were boarding the flight and they announced technical difficulties and then the guy goes by the way this is the last flight to the us because the ban is coming so one month we have no flights this is the last air india flight so if this flight doesn't take off we're going to have to try and get a plane from delhi but it might not happen um and of course he said technical difficulties so was the parent i'm like i'm putting my child kids on this flight what's yeah. going on they call the yeah. pilot call the yeah. captain and they're like yeah. no, there's a light in the business class cabin that's not working so that's the technical difficulty that's okay but yeah, really so that's it truly fought for yeah. it and well deserved Well deserved holiday. Yeah, and my I God, it was a long one. You know, because the flight. So we we were planning to go for three weeks, but our return flight kept getting cancelled. And then schools had opened, and our return flight got cancelled again. Uh, we were supposed to come back on the twenty sixth of May. It got moved to the third of June, then to the sixth, then to the ninth, and then on the seventh, they told me our flight from the ninth is getting moved to the eighteenth. So I was so worried because school had opened on the seventh. I was like, yeah. we've already missed the day. um and i and i know rian school is really particular and the and i already emailed the principal and apologized ki ara you have to get in so i was like this is yeah. not the time to be yeah. getting into this um so i actually That's ended right. up taking a bouncing flight via delhi and via indore again alone with both kids i had to get off in delhi get yeah. all nine suitcases go through uh, and then switch airports 
from the international to the domestic and then get on another flight with them um, with the nine suitcases and the stroller and both kids and stuff but um, i prepped my son i prepped my son a lot that i'm going to need your help uh, so please uh, make sure that like in the airport that you're not sleepy that you're helping me push bags that you're doing this that you're doing that so he was a huge help the stroller was with him at any given point um and he was there and, and he had the stroller or he had the trolley bag and i had the stroller and i had the backpack and i had my duffel bag uh, cuz kids need a lot of stuff to keep them awesome. entertained on a long flight yeah on a long flight how did you get yeah through? but um but they were prepped and they were also prepped with their masks so they both knew so i think i had 20 masks in my handbag uh for like total between the three of us and i had the zero risk and i had the pangolin like the two that i would trust Uh, completely i bought new of everything because i said whatever antiviral coating and stuff is there should be fresh um and i had yeah. a box of disposable masks masks as well so riyan and i were wearing the pangolin mask which is a really thick double mask it's also yeah. super comfortable so he himself told me said mama i forgot i was wearing a mask we also had our own shields um that we put on before we entered the airport and we had on until we took off i had the staff on the flight I requested them to make sure they fed us either before or after everybody else, so that when everyone else's masks were off, our masks were not off. I also carried yeah. a lot of snacks for the kids, so that if they were hungry, they could eat when they wanted. They didn't have to wait for food service because I didn't want their mask coming off if anyone else's mask was off. Uh, so that was something that, that I was really particular about. Yeah, I think that is a good way of uh, tackling this, especially yeah. if you're going with children. So that's a really good tip. I'm sure a lot of mums, people have started to travel now, and yeah. people are traveling with children as well. So this can be a great tip. Uh, that and I had uh, lots of disposable masks. So for Kiara, who was double masked, uh, she had the disposable mm-hmm. on first, and then the more fitted mask. And I just yeah. felt that yes. even in terms of cleaning the mask, I can just change the inside. Of course, my kids yes. tend to chew their mask, yeah. so the moment it got wet, I was switching it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I know. And you, what do you expect from them? Yeah, they, at least they're wearing it. Yeah, and they were great. Um, I feel Rian was in the same mask with the flight because he had the pangolin and the filter, and and I didn't have to give him a disposable. Um, he kept his shield on. He was he was constantly fixing Kiara's shield because they were all like the shields that I was using at that point. I bought the day of going, so they were large for their faces, and we were like yeah. we were struggling with that for a bit. Yeah, but it yeah. it worked out. But these are great stories for them to share once this is over. So I'm sure they have had such an amazing holiday. My daughter did not remember being outside the house. Um, so mm-hmm. like the first time we went into a mall, and I, that's when it struck me. She was shocked. She didn't know like an ice an ice cream parlor. Like everything was fascinating to them. She's so young then when thing we all went into lockdown. So they haven't Absolutely. really gone to a public place since. No, not at all. They're not going on period. Not yeah. So they there's one friend that each of them sees, but other than that, because the parents are close, so we know what precautions they're taking. But other than that, they've not gone to any public places. Um, I mean, my our kids have not. My kids have not been to a restaurant. We've been really safe. Um, and still, I would send them back to school. Yeah, I I completely see what you mean by that because it's about a priority instead yeah. of stepping out and going out into the world. Yeah. This is more this is a very important experience going to school and meeting Absolutely. with your friends and learning. More than what you're learning in class, you're also learning how to be around other children. And that that social interaction is something that is so important in really missing their lives. 
So I, I think that's a great priority to have, like you said, that I will not take them to a restaurant, but I'll send them yeah. to school. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I hope uh, vaccines come in soon for them as well, so that we can also be... You know, I think I've been, the, I'm not a super optimistic person, but I've been really optimistic that this third wave will not be everything that they're saying. Um, and yes, at the same time, I everyone I talk to about kids' vaccines are saying they will not be happy to vaccinate their kids until it's something that's, that's tried and tested. So I feel if it was a Pfizer or something that's been used world around, yes. But if it's an Indian vaccine or something that's not been tested or is still in phase trials, like I don't think everyone would be comfortable with that. I don't know how comfortable I would be with that. Um, in spite of being in the healthcare, Agreed. and by the way, I run a vaccine center, so I'm I am on the forefront of this. Um, but I know that vaccination rates in Bombay are rising; they're doing well. Again, the government hospitals are out of of vaccines, so we're hoping that supply continues, and then we should be okay. Um, but I feel if parents are vaccinated, if the staff is vaccinated, if they're doing smaller groups, if we're not doing buses, uh, these are things that can be yeah. put in place. And then we can actually have the kids back to school safely. I mean, 175 countries have done it. Success, most of them successfully. Tell me more about this, uh, Tanya, and your experience uh, in the health sector and also running a vaccine center. Um, how many pregnant women have come to you for vaccination? Or do you think there's any data being recorded for pregnant women taking it? So there is, but so pregnant women are being advised primarily to take Covaxin. Um, yeah. And currently, we only have COVID shield available. So I haven't had too many pregnant, like the ones I've spoken to, I've advised them to do what their doctor says. And if that's Covaxin, that's great. Um, Covaxin has had a lot of supply issues. So as much as we would like to stock it, we have yeah. not been able to at this point. Um, ideally, we would want everything that comes in because it's a private center. Why shouldn't we have everything available uh, for our patients? But we've been vaccinating with COVID shield. We've been doing vaccination camps. Um, I have a camp happening next week of slum dwellers where we've crowdfunded the money and we're working mm -hmm. with an NGO. And so we're doing that. We've done that in Alibag as well. We've had massive camps of two, 2,000 villagers at a time where we work with the panchayats. So we're really trying to get the vaccines out there. We're doing it at the bare minimum prices that the government has set for us. And um, more than a profit thing, frankly, these vaccines should be free. So we're doing True. whatever we can the population vaccinated in um initially it was really scary because there was no supply and every time we like i remember we got a vaccine uh supply after two months it was a really small supply and there were people crowded outside and screaming and we had to call the cops um that's how desperate i mean our people people have been to get the vaccine yes. even today yeah. i passed i drove past atria mall on my way back from the gym in the morning and there was a whole crowd because they're doing a vaccination drive so it's great that the bmc is doing them but I feel like we need more and more people to get vaccinated. Yeah, in fact, even in Delhi, when it started, uh, they were out of stock. Uh, everywhere we went, we got an appointment, but we'd go there and they wouldn't have anything. So that happened a lot, but now things are getting better. Uh, yes. Also, it was flawless, the service by the government. It was free, That uh, the one okay. that I managed to get in. Uh, okay. The first, the first uh, jab, at least, was free. Okay. And it was beautifully managed. So I amazing. But I wish they they really wrap up the uh, supply and yeah. they can vaccinate everyone. It's so wonderful that you're doing this and you're going and vaccinating villagers and everybody because until everyone is vaccinated, nobody's safe. Absolutely. So I think, uh, it's and if like you said that even for like for children, I do think that we need to be more cautious. We need to give them something that's been tested the world over and something that their immunity can handle. 
so they Absolutely. should bring those they should open up the market for these uh, vaccines and bring them to india and let the children at least be vaccinated and save Absolutely. more lives yeah i think it's i don't know what there are many reasons and your political as well but uh, this covid has really taught us that uh, we need to really stop being selfish and get on with it and to get the world going i think the economy suffered so much so many it's crazy the number of businesses, businesses that have closed Shut down up. and and not yeah. just here uh, here because i'm not out and about i don't really see i don't know what's going on like stuff right new york we were out and about and every block including well known brands like victoria secret um yeah. just they don't exist it's don't just exist. crazy so many big stores have removed their uh, uh, physical presence yeah. yeah they've all gone online and but so many people must have lost their jobs uh, the the sales staff everybody Absolutely. was coming in malls schools also the the transport uh, because schools are thinking of opening up but they've clearly told parents that they're not going to provide any transportation so bus yeah. drivers bus dbs everybody they're all out of a job it's a sad True. time i think we should come up with measures as to get over this how yeah. we can normalize things faster for sure but, that would uh, be amazing yeah that is something that really fe- seems really far away as of now but uh, we'll get there i i i like to be more optimistic about it and like you said i really hope that the third wave is not going to be all that they're saying it's going to be i'm really hoping with the vaccination rates uh, bombay yes. is now across 30% so that's first dose uh, one in five people though have had both doses so that's about 20% um, yeah. so i'm really hoping that that number continues to rise Gradually. that's a really good number that's a really good number and i think already if you're looking at maybe october by then if uh, the government is able to get supplies then things yes. should be even better i think it would also better. depend on how things go once they open trains uh, and stuff but let's fingers crossed yeah traveling is opening up everything is yeah. uh, gradually coming back on track mm-hmm. and schools too i think hopefully soon so yes. we don't know what we're heading for and hoping for the best and me too which, yeah and hopefully next time when we meet maybe we can do this uh, you know not just remotely but we can get together and sit that would be amazing have a coffee yeah absolutely have a cup of coffee great yeah so thank you so much tanya this was such a fun chat and i am going to really look forward to doing this with you uh, in your presence and not just like that would be amazing i look forward to that thank you so much for uh, joining us for meet the mom take care have a great great day bye bye